Tonight, by God's grace, um, we'll be looking at um, the topic, Meditation in the Word. Meditation in the Word. When we talk about meditation in the Word, the recurring word that I had was the word to ruminate over something. And the, the description or the picture I had in my heart um, was a um, secondary school agricultural science uh, text that um, we were taught about rumi ruminant animals. Basically, ruminant animals have more than one stomach. They have four, actually, and divided into four compartments. There is recum, reticulum, omasum, and abnormasum. Hallelujah. Those are the four for compartment. The interesting thing with these animals is the fact that um, so when they go, when you take them to the field and they start grazing, um, they get the grass, you know, they eat, they chew, take it straight into the first stomach. And because of that, they can feed fast, chew, store, chew, store, chew, store, and just keep going like that. So after chewing, after grazing, they chew it, first chewing, they store. So the food is not fully processed the first time they are eating the grass. It is not fully processed, they just eat to store. Then when they now finish grazing and they, are, they have a moment of rest, and probably say some hours after the grazing period is over, you see the cow or, you know, the sheep sits down somewhere and starts, so brings back from storage. Now chew all over again. Then after now chewing it again, it now goes to the different other compartments. Now the advantage of that for the cattle or for that particular animal is that chewing it again breaks, you know, that food into smaller particles that are um, easier to absorb, you know, and easier to digest. So the animal is able to profit more from, from the second round of chewing than it did at the first. Hallelujah. So um, it's important to distinguish between what the world calls meditation now and what biblical meditation is. Hallelujah. Um, now, if you, everybody meditates. In fact, people, people do yoga, and it's a form of relax, because people think meditation is relaxation. It's for many people who are not believers. When they, are, when they tell you that they are doing meditation, what they are trying to do is relaxation of the mind. It's a mind thing, like, um, so you, you empty your mind, um, don't think about anything, um, probably you sit down or you kneel, you know, there's a particular posture you take, um, you relax, you're not thinking of anything, you're trying to empty your mind. No, that's Eastern religion, and that's what they try to do. Hallelujah. Um, a lot of these things you see in um, other Eastern religions, like um, Buddha, Buddhism, you know, 
Buddha and all of those. Um, I think even Mormon do some of some of those some of those things. But that's not Christian. But all of these things are um, these recent ones. They are like uh, I would call it an abuse. It's it's a caricature. It's not it's not the it's not the perfect example. Is not even near to what biblical meditation is. Hallelujah. And the the first example of meditation or the first mention that we saw in scripture um, is in Genesis chapter 24. And it's the story of Isaac after the death of his mother, um, Rebecca. And, um, you know, scripture records in, in the book of Genesis chapter 24, verse 63, that that Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening. You know, and he lifted his eyes and looked and there were the, and there the camels were, were coming. You know, um, this was Eliezer went to bring uh, Rebecca. Yeah, that's his wife. After the death of Sarah, I meant. After the death of his mother, Sarah, um, Eliezer went to uh, on the orders of Abraham, went to look for wife for him. But before they came, scripture recalls that Isaac went out in the evening. He went to the field to meditate, to ponder, to think, you know, and all of that. So to meditate actually means to ponder on something. But in, the, in this context, now we're talking of, of the word. To reflect, it means to reflect. It means to think upon. Now, and when we are saying these things, these things are not passive actions. They are active um, engagement. Hallelujah. It's not, it's not uh, you can't meditate absent-mindedly. Praise God. So the thinking, the pondering, the reflection is active. You are actively reflecting on the word. Um, you are actively reflecting on the faithfulness of God, on the goodness of God, on the things God had done in the past. Hallelujah. You are actively reflecting. So to meditate is to ponder. It means to, to think upon. It means to muse over. Hallelujah. You know, to yourself. It means to consider continuously. Praise God. To consider something continuously. You're looking upon it over and over again. Um, you, are, you are analyzing. You are, you are trying to... You are reflecting on it. You are pondering. You are thinking about it. Over and over and over and over actively. That is what it means... To meditate and that's why the example of the ruminant um, animals that we used um, earlier that's why um, that example is important um, so the the animals they regurgitate what they had already eaten they bring it back regurgitate and and eat it eat it again you know and to regurgitate means i'm sure we know that i will just read it out it means to bring back swallowed food to bring it up again to the mouth you know and now eat it again hallelujah 
And I said earlier, regurgitation allows for breakdown of the particle size, you know, into, into smaller particles, which allows for increased nutrient absorption and better digestion. So, um, invariably, what we are trying to say is the art of meditation enables us to, after receiving the word of God, you know, we say it over and over when, after every message, like we're like, please go back to Spotify and listen again. Why? Because I am sure that you did not hear everything you thought you heard. When you listen again, oftentimes when you listen to a message again, you're like, oh, when they say that, it's like you missed, you missed out something. Why? Because, yes, um, you were fully focused but you still missed out something. Why? Because your, 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 your mind or your heart did not fully process everything that was said. Hallelujah. So when you're listening again, it's like, in some moments, it's like you're hearing something new that was not said, even though it was said. Hallelujah. And that's why it is important to listen to messages again and again. But what, what that does for you is it aids understanding. It helps you to better understand because you're hearing again and you're hearing again. The, the things you thought you understood, when you hear a second, a third, a fourth time, you would have a better understanding. Hallelujah. And that's what meditation does for us. The end point of meditation is to better digest the word. Is to come to a place of better understanding of the word that's the end point the end point of meditation is revelation knowledge hallelujah so you pick you pick a particular focus scripture and you are looking at that scripture over and over again it could be a verse it could be a phrase for example the word that the phrase that probably came to mind would probably be some could could be something like God is good all the time. And that phrase stands out for you. For, and for days you are on it, turning it over. What does it mean that God is good all the time? So are you trying to say, is are we saying that there is no time that God is not good? Are we saying that when something bad happens, that even at that time, that God is good? And in your heart, you're, you're, you are actively engaging that statement in your spirit, trusting God, trusting the Holy Spirit to bring further light and illumination. And you're thinking upon it, and the thing begins to expand. And the thing begins to expand. And the thing begins to expand. What you're doing at that point is meditation. And you are coming into greater understanding of that particular phrase it could be a verse of scripture and you're thinking upon it and thinking upon it and it's growing bigger and scripture is adding to scripture verse is adding to verse light is coming from different places to to shed more light upon that particular word and you find out that by the time that phase or that season is over you you have further grasps of that scripture why because digestion has come you are able to better digest 
that scripture. Hallelujah. That's what meditation does. So it's, it's a moment to ponder. And it's something we see, it's, it's recurrent all over scripture. Um, meditating. Um, especially if you read through the book of Psalms. In fact, the, the, the book of Psalms opened with the word. Psalm 1 verses 1 to 3 talks about, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sit in the seat of, of, the, of, of, of the scornful, right? Or stand in the path of sinners, yeah. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. That man, the delight of that man, the blessed man, meditates in the word day and night. And I know we've, we've had a teaching on this um, this year, you know. And day and night just talks about all the time. Praise God. And not just all the time, whether it is convenient or not convenient. In season and out of season. The time that we saw Isaac in, in Genesis 24, it was a period after the death of his mother. And that was a good time to meditate, to go and reflect, to go and ponder. This, I'm sure it was at that point, you already knew that, the, the, he already knew about the covenant with, with, with his father Abraham. He knew that that was being passed on to him. And the mother was dead. He was without a wife. After that season, and you know, they brought Rebecca to they brought, they brought Rebecca to him. Scripture said that and he was greatly comforted after the death of his mother. Hallelujah. So whether things are going well or things are not going well. It does not stop our responsibility or our duty to meditate upon the Word of God. It, it must become a lifestyle. It must become something that um, is a part of us. It is not enough to listen to the message. It is not enough to read the Bible. Hallelujah. We must go a step further. And that next step is meditation. But you cannot meditate if you have not read, if you have not studied, if you have not stored. Hallelujah. You know, we said ruminant animals, they graze, they feed, and they store. At their resting moment, they bring it back. That is what we should do. Hallelujah. We must cultivate that habit of being able to bring back. So you cannot, you are not allowed, you are not allowed to listen on a Sunday to the word and go out and forget what you heard. No, you are not permitted. You are not permitted. Like, as it is coming in from the left here, it is going out of the right. No, that should not be our Position. That should not be the type of people we have. We should be people like the Berean Christians. In the book of our scripture said that the Berean Christians were more honorable. Because after hearing the word, after service, scripture says they went back home. 
to check if those things that were said were indeed so. Hallelujah. They went back to check. They went back to meditate. They went back to confirm. They had a time that they probably set, up, set apart for, for confirmation, for secondary illumination. The problem I see with us in our generation is the fact that we are too busy. 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 Not, not only busy doing profitable things, but also busy doing things that are not profitable. We are too distracted. And we have so many distractions. And I am not exempted. Hallelujah. That's the truth. We are too distracted. We are too busy with things we shouldn't be busy with. We are too distracted by so many things that don't concern us. We give too much attention to things we should give little attention to. We spend too much time on social media. Social media is a major problem. A major, major one. Major. Because it is addictive. And many of us have become addicted. And some of us are trying to break that addiction. Maybe our phones need to become less smart. If, I'm sure if some of us go back to the days of 3310, where you just receive calls, send text messages, do basic things, our spiritual life, for many of us, it will be better. True or false? True or false? Yes, for some, for some of us, for some of us, I actually believe the, our phones, our um, electronic devices, advancement of technology, um, it is good on one side, but on the other side, it has also stolen something from us. It has become so bad that even in church, some of us are on Instagram. Some of us are on WhatsApp. Some of us are on Twitter. True or false? Such that even just two hours service, we cannot even give God two hours. That God, this two hours, so this food, I'm not touching it. I'm giving you 100% focus. But it is not just during service. It is so bad that, that even some of us, when we wake up, the first thing is we pick our phone and it's Instagram. Or you just want to check up what's happening on Twitter. Update. True or false? Semi-false. So semi-true. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we think we don't have time. But we have spent time on things that don't add anything. So you wake up, you actually woke up 5.30. You know you are going to work by 7. Instead of you, ah, you should have, you should have, um, you should have just stood up to go and have your quiet time. But you'll be like, ah, let me just see Instagram. Five minutes. Five minutes becomes 15. 30 minutes, you are still there. Before you know it, Ah, I'm running late. Pam, bathroom. Pam, 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 pam. And that day, quiet time. Can't sue. Then it's not convenient for you to pray in the bus as you are going. 
It's time you to be reading your Bible in the bus. The noise is too much. You will read it later. But the noise is not the noise is never too much for social media anyway. True or false. Now I'm not saying this to to make us feel bad. I'm just showing us the reality of what is happening to all of us or to most of us. But God will help us in Jesus' name. But this is the reality. So many of us, we don't devote enough time and commitment to these things because we are too busy. We are too distracted. And those are things we need to deliberately cut off. We need to set a routine. We need to set a routine. I believe this was not the first time Isaac was doing this. It, it looks to me like something he did periodically or regularly. It, it sounds to me like what, what scripture says in the book of um, Genesis chapter 3 that God came to the garden in the cool of the day. It looked to me like something that God did frequently. It wasn't, it wasn't the day that um, Adam and Eve sinned that God decided to come to the garden. No, he had been coming. Praise God. So we need to set a routine. We need to, we need to take some of these things religiously. Quiet time must become, we must become religious. And when I'm saying religious, I'm not saying we are doing it to, to fulfill a religious obligation. I'm saying we are doing it religiously in terms of consistently. Hallelujah. You brush your teeth every day. You do it religiously. Quiet time must be the same for us. I know they've told us it does not matter when you pray. It does not matter. But you need to set a routine. You need to set a schedule. We need to go back to those disciplines that helped us at the beginning. Oh, I'm waking up 5.30 to pray. My prayer time is 5.30 to 6 a.m. And in that period, I'm praying. No phones. No devices. Nothing. And when I'm finished praying for 15 minutes, I want to study my Bible. And that period is just sacred. Nothing interferes with it. Oh, okay, I'm not a morning person. My own is in the evening. When I come back from work, I settle down before I go to bed. This one hour, this one hour, 30 minutes, this 45 minutes is my time with God. Oh, um, when I wake up, I want to just probably take the first 30 minutes to meditate on the word, to think on, over Sunday's message, to think about something I read. Some of us need to go back to the days we give ourselves memory verses. That you read the Bible, you read a chapter, and in that chapter that you read, and you are saying to yourself, this is my memory verse for today, or these are my memory verses. You memorize scriptures deliberately. I personally need to go back to that. I memorized several scriptures several years ago, and those scriptures, I still remember them today. And they are still there. And I've not deliberately, like, memorized scripture. I've not done that for, for many years, like, sit down, okay, I, I want to memorize. Maybe once in a while, I'm like, okay, I probably try to memorize three verses that stand out for me or something. But, like, deliberately... We need to go back to some of those things. 
they are indeed really helpful. In fact, when you want to meditate, those are some of the things that pop up for you to meditate upon. Sometimes you are going and, and a particular scripture just flashes in your spirit. And sometimes for days, I'm on that scripture and I'm just in my mind just taking it over. Just one line of scripture for days. Sometimes it could be a song that just comes and you are reflecting on it. You are reflecting on the goodness of God. You are reflecting on, on the character of God. You are reflecting on the promise. Because sometimes your, the, your meditation is just on the promise of God. And you are just looking at it over and over and over and over again. You are looking at the prophetic word that God has given to you. We must not forget those things. We cannot let them slip away. Scripture says in the book of Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1, it said we must give the more earnest attention to the things that has been given to us, lest at any time we let them sleep. Yeah, we must give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them sleep. Another, another um, translation says, lest at any time we should sleep away. Because when those things when we let those things go away from us, we lose our footing. We lose, uh, 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 we lose something to stand upon. Because you are meant to stand upon the world. That's meant to be your background. That's meant to be your backbone. That's meant to be what um, gives assurance. But when you lose that word, you are not standing on anything. You have nothing to fall back to. Hallelujah. So we must go back to some of these disciplines. We must go back. The discipline of prayer, the discipline of the word. Some of us have abandoned studying. All you just do is just read. You just read. Shall read two chapters. You have read, you have gone for the day. We don't even have time to study again. Gone are those days when you sit with your Bible and two hours, you are one chapter. In fact, two hours, you are on three verses. Because you are looking, you are cross-referencing scriptures on two verses. Sometimes for days, you are one chapter because you are digging. That studying is different from reading. Reading is fine. Scripture says, in uh, Paul told Timothy, till I come, give attention to reading. Reading is fine, but we should take it further. We are a church that emphasizes the word and the spirit, prayer and the word. Praise God. So we must, we must, we can't be doing the barest minimum. No, it is not acceptable in the governing church. It, we cannot do the barest minimum. There is time to read. There is time to study. That you, you are putting... And the time to study is not just the time that um, you have been asked to come and give exhortation. So that day, you are preparing like mad. No, you are not, you are not studying to come and preach. You are studying to feed to feed your spirit. You are studying to, to know the Lord. You are studying for intimacy. 
you are studying to gain the knowledge of God for yourself. It's not to come and teach, to, it's not to come and share, it's not, it's not any of those things. It's for your own utilization to feed your spirit man. And reading alone will not achieve that. Yes, it would serve, but it is not enough. Then after, after that, we go into meditation. You must create time to reflect, to think upon, to speak the word of God to yourself. That's also meditation. It is not just to think, it is thinking, it is pondering, it is reflecting, but it is also, the word meditation also means to mutter, to mutter the word, to hutter the word. You are saying it under your breath. You are saying it to yourself. You are, you are speaking the word back to yourself. No wonder there is always a connection between the, the speaking and the thinking and the meditation. Joshua chapter 1 verse 6. God told Joshua, I said, This book of the law must not depart out of your mouth. He didn't say it must not depart from your mind. He said it must not depart from your mouth. That means you must keep talking it. You must keep saying it. You must keep speaking it to yourself. He said it must not depart out of your mouth, but you should meditate. So meditation and speaking are the same. You are speaking the word to yourself. In another place, scripture says, it says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. Praise God. So there is a connection. There is a connection between speaking and uh, and meditation. So, because meditation is a form of speaking. Speaking it to yourself. Speaking the, you pick the promises of God in scripture, you speak it over yourself. The Lord says, I know that he knows the thoughts that he has towards me. Thought of good and not of evil to bring me a future and a hope. The Lord says, no, no good things will you withhold from me. I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed beg bread. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to... You're speaking the promises of God. You're declaring the word of God over yourself again and again. Meditating upon, reflecting upon the word. You're in a difficult situation, but the word of God comes and it's a time for you to reflect. And that word comes as you reflect and speak it over yourself and think upon it and reflect and, and ruminate over it in your heart over and over and over and over. You find yourself gaining strength. You find yourself gaining, gaining joy. Joy pops up. Peace comes. Because the word of God washes over your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we must give attention. We must give attention to it. And there is a connection between that, between meditation and the word and prayers. Because the word and prayers are always connected. You cannot detach them. If you are not studying, if you are not studying the word, 
if you are not studying the word, you cannot tell me you are praying and you tell me your prayer life is powerful. I cannot believe you because it cannot be true. You cannot have a low word base and have a vibrant prayer life. No. You can be praying so much, you can be praying for long hours, but effectiveness, your prayer power is not as strong. Your prayer is as powerful as your word base. Because the word is the content of your prayer. The word gives content. The word gives you prayer content. The word tells you what to pray about. If you are praying for all your enemies to die, you will be surprised you pray that prayer for five years. They will not die because it's, it's not grounded in scripture. Somebody has done, yes, somebody actually did you bad. You are not praying that the person should die. When the scripture reference is saying that you should pray for your enemy, pray for those who despitefully use you, bless them that cause you. Do, 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 do you understand? By the time, what, what is scripture saying? What is scripture saying by that scripture? God is just trying to turn your heart from vengeance to forgiveness and mercy. So God is saying that I'm interested in your heart shifting from vengeance to forgiveness and mercy than I am, than I am in punishing the person that has offended you. In fact, I don't want the person to die. I want the person to repent because God would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. He doesn't want the sinner to die in his sin. So when the person hurts you, your responsibility is intercession and you are praying. And in the place of, and it is, I would admit, it is not easy. But you must find grace and find strength to do that. Why? Because the word commands you so. Praise God. So because you have seen it in the word as a commandment, it becomes your prayer. So the word and prayer cannot, you cannot disengage them. You cannot separate them. When you separate them, they both die. Praise God. So you cannot tell me that, ah, I have my Bible study life, in quotes. My Bible study life is solid. But I just don't pray. It's not possible. It is not solid. Your Bible study is, there's nothing there. Because if it is solid, you'll be saying things that are pushing you to pray. You'll be having things to pray about. There will be burdens in your heart. There will be prayer points. You'll be saying, your eyes are, when your Bible study life is solid, it means your eyes are hopeless. Scripture is being revealed. When revelation knowledge is coming, it is dragging you to the place of prayer. Your heart is burning to pray. So the two go hand in hand. And meditation helps. It deepens understanding. That's the whole focus. God is revealed to us the more. Hallelujah. I wrote, I said, the word inspires prayers. It inspires prayers. 
you know it, it, it gives us promises and all of that it inspires us to pray but not just that it inspires prayer it also informs prayers informs prayers in the sense of it gives content it tells you what to pray about it tells you it shows you things to pray about hallelujah let's see that psalm 1 again psalm 1 2 and 3 but his delight is in the law of the lord and in his law he meditates day and night verse 3 he shall be like a tree so the man who meditates upon the word day and night in season and out of season in difficult times and in and in not difficult times in good and bad times the man who meditates upon the word who keeps the word in his heart scriptures the time he said your word have i eaten have i kept in my heart that i may not sin against you that the, the word helps grants you strength grants you capacity it says that man would be blessed he said that man will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water brings forth fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever it does shall prosper that looks to me as similar to joshua chapter 1 verse 8 this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth but you shall meditate upon it day and night and see that you observe to do everything that is written in it for by it you would make your way prosperous and you will have good success by the way of meditation what meditation does meditation breaks it down and helps you come to understanding for what for practice you are able to do because you now understand your obedience is now born out of understanding not just out of a religious mind it's born out of understanding it's born out of love hallelujah and when you had obedience to your work scripture says it makes your way prosperous you prosper in the will of god you prosper in the purposes of god hallelujah hallelujah so we must treat the word like a cow chewing the cord like that ruminant animal chewing the cord ruminate on the scripture over and over again the end point of meditation is revelation knowledge and understanding is revelation knowledge and understanding let's see psalm 119 psalm 119 let's see verses 97 and 99 oh how i love your law it is my meditation all the day it is my meditation all the day i have more understanding than all my teachers for your testimonies are my meditation meditation aids understanding i have more understanding because your testimonies are my meditation they are my meditation so meditation is not just you know you know we're talking about the eastern religion at the beginning how they will tell you to empty your mind 
and you know reflect and no meditation is not you emptying your mind meditation is you filling your mind with god's word praise god you feel it you are feeling it with anything that is not god will give way so if you, if you want to empty your mind you are emptying it to fill it with god's word hallelujah you're filling it with god's word you're filling it with 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 his promises with his promises hallelujah what are the objectives what are the objectives of meditation so if if when when we are meditating what are we seeking to achieve i've said it it's it's revelation knowledge it's understanding that's the end point what are the, the objective is for worship the objective is worship psalm 27 verse 4 psalm 27 verse 4 one thing have i desired and that will i seek after that i may dwell in the house of the lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the lord and to inquire in this temple to meditate to ponder to reflect upon the beauty of the Lord it is worship it will drive us into a place of, of greater devotion and worship Psalm 77 verse 12 I will also meditate on all your works and talk of your deeds I will meditate on all your works and talk of your deeds. Another objective of meditation is instruction. We, we, we gain instruction. I said it that it gives, it brings understanding. Instructions are clearer. We get further understanding. Psalm 49 verse 3. My mouth shall speak wisdom and the meditation of my heart shall give me understanding. It will give me instruction. It would lead to prudence. It would lead to discretion. It would lead to wisdom. Hallelujah. Let's see Psalm 119, verse 27. Let's see what's there. Make me understand the ways of your precepts. Make me understand the ways of your instructions. So shall I meditate on your wonderful works. Meditation brings inspiration. We draw inspiration, we find strength and courage, like we saw in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. It said, The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You meditate, you do everything that is in it, you would make your way prosperous, and you shall have good success. I have just told you, only be thou what? Let's see, verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of a good courage? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you everywhere you go. There is assurance that pops up in your spirit. And another end point of meditation is transformation. When understanding is coming, change is coming. Praise God. As understanding is coming, change is coming. As understanding is coming, as I said, it's dragging you into the place of prayer. What prayer does primarily is change of the heart the first the first benefit of prayer is transformation is that god changes you god changes most times even when you are praying for god to change the situation the first thing that god does 
is it changes your heart. It's transformation. Transformation takes place in the place of what? Of meditation. And that's the end goal. That's the end goal. That's the end goal. God wants to change your heart. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. Scripture says that if you have then been risen with Christ, set your mind, set your affection on things above, not on things beneath. Set your affection on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Set your affection, your meditation, your desires. Your desires. Um, Psalm 1 verse 2 says, His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in His law, He meditates day and night. His delight talks about His pleasure. His pleasure is in the law of the Lord. And in the law of the Lord, He meditates. He's meditating upon it because that's where His pleasure is. We must, we must again find pleasure in the world. We must go back to the place of pleasure. The word must become our delight. And if it is not our delight now, we must trust God to bring it back. Bring us back to our first love. Hallelujah. Bring us back to our first love. That that fire and that passion will burn again in our heart. We would find desire for the word welling up again in our hearts. But it, is, it, is, it has become important. It has become uh, 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 mandatory that we go back to those disciplines. Like I said earlier, the discipline of prayer, the discipline of devotion, the discipline of the word, the discipline of meditation. We need to go back to those things. We need to deliberately create time. Cut down. Cut down your social media time. Deliberately tell yourself that the first thing I do when I wake up is not to touch my phone and do Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or Snap. No, okay, you can. You, I'm sure many of you don't do Snapchat in the morning. TikTok. Yeah. We need to shut down those things. You need to. You need to create. Like, I remember when I was in school, <laughs> there was something I did for a period of time that helped me. And that thing was, I made up my mind, I would not eat until I have studied my Bible and prayed. So if I like, I waste my time till 2 p.m. Maybe even on a Saturday till 3 p.m. But I know I am not eating until I have prayed and studied. But because I like food, I will pray early and study. So that I can go and have time to eat. It helped. It was, it was a discipline I needed for myself. And it helped. It helped. And at another period. So because I found out that at that period I was beginning to take liberty. You know I was beginning to take liberty. I could, I could just. Uh, so I needed to watch it. So you place yourself on. It is self-discipline. You place yourself on that discipline. But no. At the time, I was waking up very early, like 5 a.m. I would go to the chapel and, and pray, and I would probably be there 5.30 till. I, I think I normally finish my, just prayers. I finish my prayers like 7 a.m., then come back to my room and study and all of that. 
it was good i was it was consistent and i i had a good time it was like that we need those you need to set yourself discipline and nobody is coming to beg you or help you when you see the outcomes you will do it by yourself nobody would need to come and beg you ah sister bolu have you prayed today how many minutes did those things are good but please let's stop those nonsense we are no longer babies do I ask you, have you checked your social media today? Have you checked your email today? No, let's grow up. This thing must become very important again. Again. Devotion, quiet time must become important again. Let's stop this anyhowness. If it's 30 minutes you have set apart for your quiet time, then 30 minutes it is. And be consistent with it. 6 a.m. to 6.30. Even God, you will find out that God will honor that time. And when you do that thing consistently for a while, you find out that before you step into that place, it's like something is even drawing your heart to it. Oh, and the days you... You've seen days that you are struggling to pray and you just pray all the same. And you start praying and five minutes in everywhere is dry. Ten minutes is still dry. Fifteen minutes, you are beginning to settle. By the time you are 30 minutes in and you want to stop, it is difficult for you to stop. And it's like the Holy Spirit is just doing, ah, just pray more now. And you are looking at time like, ah, I need to go and dress up for work now. But it is doing you like, I need to continue praying. I need to continue praying. And I find out that even for me, sometimes, many times, I don't finish my prayer. Yes, I've said, in Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. And I have left the place, and I'm going, but I'm still praying. Because technically, I have not finished prayer. Even though I'm like, I've ended it, but I know it. it because it's like, ah, don't go now, don't go now. We need to, we need to come to that place. We need to find, we need to find grace again. But we must we have to discipline ourselves. We need to. We need to. And we are now adults. So let's behave like adults. Hallelujah. Can we trust God for grace tonight? Can we trust God to help us in, in areas where we are falling short? Where we are falling short in, in, in places, like I said earlier, that uh, we have become too busy. We have become too busy. We have become too distracted. We have become too distracted, you know, with, with so many things. Some of us, yes, for some of us, it's not even social media. It's actually because our work is demanding. But can we trust God for grace and wisdom, you know, again, to, to, to pick up uh, this, this art of meditation, reflecting upon the word of God, pondering, speaking to ourselves. It says, scripture says in, in the book of Ephesians, it said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom and spiritual understanding can we trust god again tonight for help can we trust god for wisdom and grace in places where we are falling short that the lord will bring help that the lord will grant us grace that the lord will revive our altars that are broken down in the name of jesus we, we want to come again like elijah like elijah to build the altar to build the altar of god broken down we want to set it again 
want to set our altars again want to give ourselves to the discipline of the word and prayers want to go back to our quiet time want to set time with God and honor it want to give our commitments to the Lord again want to pick the word of God and set it upon our hearts again and memorize it and ponder upon it afresh in the name of Jesus we are receiving help we are receiving grace again tonight in the name of Jesus we want to go back to the days when we set memory verses and we memorize scriptures we memorize old chapters we memorize uh, uh, one verse two verses three verses and and we memorize it and keep it in our in our word bank we keep it in our word bank we keep it in our hearts we keep it in our heart we are we are going back to the beginning we are going back to our first love we are going back to our first love in the name of jesus the lord will help us and strengthen us again and strengthen us again and grant us grace to honor this commitment by the help of the holy spirit we are receiving the help of the holy spirit to honor our commitments to the lord to honor our devotions in the name of jesus in the name of jesus and we'll grow in grace and grow in understanding in the name of jesus we would grow in the revelation knowledge of god would grow in revelation knowledge would grow in wisdom would grow in understanding will grow in capacity in the name of jesus in the name of jesus would increase in capacity would increase in wisdom would come into understanding better understanding day by day day by day in the name of jesus can we sing this old song that i like so much and uh, we have sang it several times day by day dear lord for this Three things, things I pray to see you more clearly, love you more dearly, follow you more nearly, day by day. I know we sang that song in primary school and some of us have stopped singing it. But can we make it our prayer tonight and make it our heart desire that we would see him more clearly? Love him more dearly, follow him more nearly, day by day, day by day, day by day. To see you more clearly, love you more dearly, follow you more nearly, day 